Hello, and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing the overlord, Alistair Upperton. Hello, my name is Julia, and my pronouns are she, her. I will be playing Eve Sturgeon, the ogre class. Hello, my name is Sean, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing Plank, the mascot. My name is Jane, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Kit Bootstrap, the, or the orc. Hi there, my name is Jonathan, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing the Outlander, Johan Falk. And this is Fellowship, Fall of the House of Upperton. Hey everyone, wanted to give a few quick announcements before we get into the episode proper. Due to the holidays and some scheduling conflicts over the next few months, we've decided to split Fellowship up into two seasons. We'll be concluding Season 1 of Fall of the House of Upperton with Episode 11. Uh, that should be in two weeks. Uh, hopefully, once things settle down, we'll get back to Fellowship and have a backlog to finish out the whole campaign. After that, just in time for the holidays, we have a two-page RPG we played called Sexy Battle Wizards. And once that's done, my hope is to either have another one-shot take its place or to finally start airing Season 1 of Like a Dragonblooded, our step back into the world of Exalted. Also, be sure to listen after the credits for our Session 5 outtakes. On this episode, Kit and Eve talk about kids, Johan mediates a fight, Plink is frightened, and the orcs are going to war. This is Episode 9, Jackalope Tunnels. So, the bootstrap train uh, is uncovered, and you all head towards, uh, get, get the, uh, the engine going, and you all start making it to as close to New York City as you can possibly get to. Um, so, uh, we're going to do a long journey. Johan, if you would like to start us off. Sure. Um, Kit. You have noticed that the bootstrap train is Upperton Black. It's very tasteful. Yeah. This offends your sensibilities. Yeah. How do you solve this problem? First, with a... Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the first thing Kit is going to do is going to go back to that uh, cargo car mm-hmm. and root around and see if there is... Any paint? There is no paint. Kit's going to call a meeting. This is very important. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Okay. We have a problem with the train. Oh no! Tickets. What is the problem with the train? Please. It's still Upperton branded. We gotta unbrand it. Well, how would you like to do that? We gotta paint it. We don't got no paint. I have a... Did your moonshine come back after you recovered? Could that moonshine be used to strip paint? And that way... Well, no, you don't have to hit the whole thing. If you hit it in different patches, you can just start stripping it out. And, like, painting by removing paint. Look at that tree. So you're creating through destruction. I think you can strip paint. Um, we did try that once with not so old Ted. I, I did. I, um, is this really a? Uh, I mean, yes, it's it, it's. I thought we wanted to blend in. Will making us more noticeable be a problem? <clears throat> is the bootstrap train clink and it's Upperton branded? No, I know. We gotta unbranded it. Okay. Cause, cause it's wrong. Didn't, didn't he, like, communicate with us through some weird, like, steam-powered projection? I think he knows this is a, this train is ours. I don't know. I was I was being dangled over a giant mechanical spider at the time. Oh, right. I want other people to know that it's not. It's too tasteful. It's boring. Hey, Greta, um... It makes me sleepy to think about. Wait a minute, where's the conductor? The conductor is sleeping in a lean-to. Okay. Frida. People aren't... Frida. (laughs) Yeah, what can I do for you? Is there any ketchup on board? 
Yeah. You could paint it with ketchup. Because if it sits out in the sun, it'll stain it. And then it'll be a copper red. Black rust. But not. Mm. Paint stripper and ketchup. I think that'll fix my train problems. Ketchup and paint dinner. <laughs> uh, again, not to, not to be the you know, voice of negativity, but isn't a train's worth of ketchup baking in the hot sun going to smell really bad? Yes, I don't think that's the best idea. Well, that's why you hit it with moonshot after. Wash ketchup off with the moonshine, you want. It's either that or bologna. Look, kids, look, how long have we known Kit? Long enough to know they ain't letting this go. If we, use, if we use your moonshine to strip the black paint off, then we can have a shiny silver train of freedom. Johan gets it. You're not going to stop until we make this your train. So this is going to be your train. If you want it, silver chrome, it'll be silver chrome, kit. It's the bootstrap train. That's a lot of ketchup. We could trade the ketchup. No, 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 your moonshine. I know, no, but I'm just thinking about the ketchup. Frida, Who's eating all our ketchup? Because we, we stopping get at a town on our way? Are we passing a town? We can. We're going to stop and pick up ketchup, aren't we? No, we're going to stop and pick up paint. <laughs> okay. So you guys stop in the town. Uh, it's it's a small Sherwin-Williams town. <laughs> it's like in Grand Theft Auto where you just pull it, pull the car into the paint store uh, and no, all your Mer- stars disappear. Merwin-Shilliams. <laughs> so in Merwin-Shilliams, uh, Kit is going to pull out their... Oh, what is that you're calling it? The Alistair, uh, Alistair Express or whatever? Yes. The yes. AliExpress card? AliExpress. <laughs> Um. So we're in Merwin Shilliams. We're in Merwin Shilliams. The AliExpress. And I'm going to get green, brown, and orange paint so it matches Kit and the poncho. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, because the, the poncho, as I have drawn it, has a little, like, little triangular stripes on it. Kit is going to just painting over the black with no regard for how the paint is going to really look mm-hmm. just in one thick coat just start making stripes as you're going to speed paint that train okay uh, you can spend one use of your precious to buy the paint and everything and then it will be done and I will absolutely rope in the children to help paint stripes because you know it's it's good exercise okay um, Johan will assist by carefully in his best Illuminated manuscript text painting the Bootstrap Express on the train's tender. Um, Eve is going to hop in by collecting local tumbleweeds and using them like sponges and dipping them in like bowls of paint and just chucking them at the at the train to make like sponge art. I have an idea for Plank Sean. Of course, let's hear. It. So you know what you do with puppies? Pet them. So you take their paws and you put it in paint and then you put it up on like a- <laughs> no clackety clackety clackety. Yeah, you make a little like paw art. We're gonna take plank, dip them in paint, and just make little armadillo. Paw use them like a stamp. Yeah, use them like a stamp. That's better than my idea because I was gonna follow one of my bonds with plank, which is like I like throwing him. So I was just gonna like it was either plank That's what I was or expecting. tumbleweeds. Stamp, 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 stamp. On, on the back of the train. Stamp, 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 stamp. <laughs> on the back of the train, um, I see a little Kilroy, but it's an armadillo. <laughs> and it's flipping off the person behind the train saying, eat shit, Upperton. <laughs> I never said that. This <laughs> man. Yeah. So, uh, then, shit. Uh, my problem is for our overlord. Okay. So he's trying to subjugate New York City. Mm-hmm. The problem is, he's used to building things for humans in a standardized size. Orcs come in extra large and extra small. And the standard human-sized things are either too small for big orcs, too big for small orcs, and everyone's just all pissed off. 
And trying to create stuff for big orcs alienates all the small orcs. And trying to create stuff for small orcs, well, it just gets broken by the big orcs. And now everyone's extra pissed off because they can't get no stuff. It keeps breaking, but not in the right way. Uh, the eternal struggle. <laughs> okay. The eternal struggle of huge ham hands and little tiny the, sinful. The duality of orcs. <laughs> so how does Upperton try to standardize New York City versus ham hands and tiny little possum hands? How does he try to standardize it? We can't sell them shit. They keep breaking it. Or it's too big for them. He's going to take it over. He doesn't care. He's trying to get to the, the heart of ingenuity. This is a takeover. He's not selling. He's coming with an army. That's fair. So do we want to uh, maybe... Yep. So like, I, I like that idea of that's how the New York City looks. I love that. Because getting to know how that it... Uh, how that looks is going to be super important for uh, next session. So my question is then, uh, so what it, so I'm trying to think of something else that would be good. I have an idea. Building on what Jane said, um, New York City is either built for big orcs or little orcs, and Upperton's robots are all standard size. Mm-hmm. So the little orcs keep scurrying away into holes too small for the robots, and the big orcs... Uh, their stuff is too big or too heavy for the robots to move. Right? Okay. So, like, big orcs have, like, big heavy doors and stuff that are hard for the robots to break down, and the robots can't chase the little orcs into the little orc holes. And the little orcs keep, like, breaking down the robots before they can do anything. Okay. Is that something you can work with? Yeah, that's something I can work with. Upperton is in his dirigible, heading over there, when he gets a call... Uh, on his upper horn from, uh, I'm gonna keep bringing it back, <laughs> from, uh, Gen- from General Pat. Sir, we are running into, uh, small issues with the, uh, with New York City. It is proving to be harder than expected to subjugate the life forms here. Well, I had hoped to actually get a chance to talk to them about how the heart of ingenuity works, but if they're not going to work with you, you may, and they won't work for you, well, and they're not, they're not uh, working for, uh, they're not dealing with any of the demands, uh, no sir, they are completely refusing any uh, one-time use uh, AliExpress cards. Unfortunate. That's such a good use of plastic, too. Why aren't we calling it the Stereo Express? Because AliExpress is actually a copyrighted thing. Whereas is it really? Is it? Oh, yes. I thought you guys do. That's why I made the joke. Yes, yeah, Stereo oh. Express is not. Oh, okay then. It's not using any Stereo Express cards. <sighs> oh dear. Well. You know what they say. You can't make a vegetarian omelet without cracking a few orcs. Send in the killbots. Oh no. And that's how he's going to take care of it. With violence. I tried to give them $50 gift cards to Orkmart. <laughs> or to Upmart. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been like five minutes since I've said this, but Alistair Upperton sucks. <laughs> I, he is... He is an asshole, he is a ripe bastard, and I am here to cause problems. That is literally what it tells me to do. Amazing. That's fair. I am going to pitch to plank. Oh no, I thought you forgot. <laughs> no, did not forget. As you all have come to the end of the tracks where that uh, Frida can take you all, the rest of the way is on foot. As you all are... Uh, New York City's in the desert, right? Or is it on the plains? Uh, oh, it's a desert. Desert? New York's okay. a desert-dwelling folk. Okay. As you all have been walking for about uh, a day or so um, towards New York City, there is something for a moment that blocks out. You all look up, and you can see the dirigible of Alistair Upperton is... High above you. Can you spell that? Dirigible? Yes. You can just call it a Zeppelin. Okay. The Zepperton. The Zepperton. 
the long balloon. How do you, how does Plink deal with this? Uh, do you suggest that the group hide? Do you try to stare at it and face down what might, what wrath might come? Or, I'm 100% in favor of hiding. Okay. The Overlord is more or less, if you attracted his attention, would be on scene. Uh, you are you are the person to notice it um, while the, the group is just kind of uh, stomp, 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 stomp. clang, clang, clang of the armor. Please come on, like, 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 pause, and he's gonna have like a little like shiver go up his spine, and like look up, like look around for any cover. <laughs> um. There's dunes. Um, everybody, I don't want to raise an alarm, but we need to hide right now. Into the dune! Is Eve going to be okay doing that? <laughs> because she made a slime and getting buried in sand seems like it might be a problem. You tell me. We're not actually burying. What we're doing is we're digging out a little alcove in the sand because the dunes are packed. Oh, okay. So you're literally just digging a little hole and hiding inside. And if I was going to take damage, what I would do is I would stand in front of everyone and use my hill's ability to become a slime wall to protect the little ones. Yeah. Because I would use my slime body to reinforce it. Okay. Um, and then I would take a hit to my armor. Okay. I mean, you don't have to do that right now. Okay. So, um, this does sound like there's going to need to be a roll, though. Okay. Um, who would like to roll to overcome the uh, to overcome this threat? Uh, that would be rolling with uh, courage, I believe, is overcome. I mean, real quick, I might have something clever. Here. I'm sorry, overcome is one. Um, I have as the Outlander an ability called Fresh Eyes. Mm-hmm. I can look closely at something, and uh, another player can answer a question from the Speak Softly list for me. Okay. So, I would like to posit to the group that I can either study the desert and look for any place of cover, or I can study the airship and try to figure out what Alistair's doing. I personally like the second one. Did you get right with that? Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then, but I assume that you guys are still going to try and go for cover. Does that seem to be the group consensus? Yeah, yes. So th- those would be two different roles then. Okay. So, who wants to get the cover while that Johan is... Strong like dragon, smart like wagon. Uh, that is a blood roll. That is an eight. Okay. Nice. On an eight with an overcome. Okay. Um, on an eight with an overcome, uh, you, you do the thing, and uh, but it's only going to be a temporary solution. Okay. Um, or you can pay a price to make it, to take a 10 plus on. So I was wondering if I could use my Hell's ability then to reinforce it. Is it the one where you protect them? Yeah. Um, your people are really welcome statues. You form a living wall between your allies and danger. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Because that was my plan initially was I would dig in Mm -hmm. and hold it up with my gelatinous form. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. And so Johan is now looking at the Zeppelin to find out what's going on? Yep. Okay. Um. Hey! I have rolled a double two. I have the ability, never tell me the odds. When all of my dice match, I succeed as if I got a ten plus. Holy shit. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for this to I, happen. I saw those twos and I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> no, apparently not. This is a normal look closely, and in addition, I get the um, the the answer from one of the party members. So, mm-hmm. 
Is something hidden or out of place about Alistair's blimp? What looks suspicious? I mean, the whole fucking blimp looks suspicious, but the thing that specifically looks... Uh, Let me sus- rephrase the question just a tiny bit. Okay. Johan is an outlander and doesn't understand anything about this world. What looks familiar to Johan? Hmm. The thing that looks most familiar about this um, is from the, uh, as it's passing over, the thing that is pushing it forward, the little propulsion system, has little trails that look almost like that silver of, uh, kind of, uh, that silver of, like, magical material. Does it literally have a silver lining? It literally has a silver lining. Get out of here. Silver we've established is a magical material. That's that's fair. Um, Tell me about the Zeppelin. How could it hurt me? Uh, How could it help me? (laughs) How can I kill you? Let's recount the way. Okay, let's see. How could it hurt you? Um, It could notice you, and then the Overlord is going to come down. Okay, but I don't notice any, like, cannons or, like... You absolutely notice cannons and guns lining this thing. Okay. Um, it is more or less... I don't want to say that it is a flying fortress yet. Is, is it Bowser's fortress in construction? It's getting there. There are weapons on it. How can it help you? Uh, there are weapons on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... Could be useful. Point them at the wrong thing. Or the right thing, I guess. So, my next question is, uh, what is it doing? Is it just traveling, or does it look like it's, like, doing a search pattern or something like that? It is going straight ahead. It is going straight ahead on the same path that you all are going on. Alright. So, I'm going to ask Sean my speak softly question. So. I'm going, to sli- I'm going to tweak this question slightly from what's on the paper. but um, So the question on the paper is, what do they want and how can we help them get it? Right? <laughs> the question I want to ask is, what do they want and how can we beat them to it? Um, well, I think we already know that they're going after the uh, heart of ingenuity. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We can beat them to it by... I have an idea. It's a dumb idea. It's always the best idea, though. I mean, it says to any player at the table. Okay. So, So, follow my logic here. Hares are really big. Like, jackrabbits are, like, dog size. Jackalopes burrow. We can use jackalope burrows to travel underground to New York City. So that gives me an idea. Um, You can command lore anything about the orcs. Jackalopes are an orcish creature. Yes, right? yes. What if jackalopes were like Nisa, but only in the desert? So we can't use this all the time. I don't know what that means. Uh, have you ever seen Hilda on Netflix? Nope. It's great. You should watch it. It's super wholesome and a lot of fun. Uh, you especially would love Hilda. It's basically a small, delightful child discovers like Scandinavian lore. Oh, yeah. You've told me about this. My problem is my brain, whenever someone's like, hey, you should watch this, I go, yeah, sure, definitely. And it goes and falls out of my brain forever. Legit. <laughs> Unfortunately. There's jackalope space. Yeah, there's jackalope space. Oh, you see, I was I was thinking you were just going to say, ha- have, like, the tiny orcs have a, a, a metro system of jackalope <laughs> tunnels that they usually get around. I was expecting to hear that hares in the desert are actually very large mounts. That the orcs can call upon because they have a spiritual bond that they use their shaman magic for. Problem. Kit's not a shaman. That's a special orc thing. It's oh. a thing I can pick up. Got it. Oh. Yeah. Orc shaman is a is, is, a, is a custom. That's it's the first one. Shaman. Amazing. There's a whole list of spells and everything. Sheriff could be shaman if you spell it bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your sheriff badge is. Yeah, the kids gotta actually pick it up is the thing. Yeah, but that's like that's the big quest that they're on. Alright. Yeah, Jackalope tunnels. Jackalopes are big. Jonesy is huge. Joan Jonesy is big, yeah. Jonesy's head is like as big as Peppa. Alright, let's do it. I'm cool with that. 
So, uh, would it be appropriate uh, for while Eve is tunneling down under the dunes, uh, Eve breaks into the Jackalope Tunnel Network? Yeah, that's a sentence too. <laughs> <laughs> and once we get into the Jackalope Tunnels, uh, Kit's going to take their cowboy hat off and a small, you know, dynamite, a small jackalope is going to bounce down and just be very happy being in their natural habitat. Okay. So, uh, you all have successfully avoided the overlord coming onto the scene. Good job. Yay! That would have been very bad. I mean, I didn't. he'd basically just come in, chew up the scenery, maybe attack someone. Then. No, Brennan, I'm going to be real with you. I did get a jetpack, and you said there was a blip, but I was like, oh, I can fly up there and just flip them off. <laughs> I was going to launch just, some things. I was just going to throw Karen in there. I could and just let him jetpack in. You guys can totally start attacking him whenever you want. I know, but that's a bad... Yeah, we could all just, like, I'm not load, ready. Up, load up onto Eve, and she could just jump us there. Yeah, <laughs> and then Plank can get us out of there, because I gave him the ability. Okay. Um, so, uh, that was mine to Plink. Yeah. Plink, I believe that you go to Julia. Alright, um, the thing I had thought of would require rewinding time a little bit, if that's okay. Because uh, we've established that we're already off the train and walking. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, my, uh, snag, uh, that I think Eve would, uh, be instrumental in resolving is, uh, Greta... Uh, once she got settled in, has become either obsessed with dismantling or upgrading the Ticket 209. That, I mean, that could totally be while you guys are going through. Ticket 209 follows you, unless where you tell them not to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh god, all these people are just following us all the time? Yeah, yes. we just have an entourage now? Oh, the no. children are going through the desert with We're you. so noticeable. Oh no! It's oh. cool. It's cool. They just kind of fold out into like elsewhere when it's important. When they, <laughs> like, like they're just like NPCs that kind of like show up in when when the, when the, it's like kind of like okay to be there or when that they're needed. But like when when the budget hits mm. and the CGI cutscenes happen, they're nowhere to be seen. Of course, they need to be there. Okay, uh, you have my sword and my club and my slingshot. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you have uh, one of your followers either wants to dismantle the other one uh, because it's an Upperton thing that they don't trust, or they want to make it better and that risks it becoming more capable of defeating you, which is all at once. She, Greta absolutely wants to upgrade it. So I assume that this is while that you guys are traveling through the Jackalope Tunnel Network. Uh, the jackalopes have taken a small break to uh, rest their haunches. They've clocked out. They're getting some tech. Yeah. They're getting themselves like a little break, uh, getting some water, and Greta is tinkering with Ticket 209. And when they, you see this happening, what do you do? What you doing, Greta? Oh, well, uh, you see, your friend here, uh, he needs a little bit of a right upgrade. Can't, can't be having him have just a ticket taker. I was thinking about maybe put a sword in his hand or something. Now that sounds really fantastic, but you know what would be even better? What? Could we possibly first upgrade his speech capabilities? So he's not saying tickets and then please at the beginning of every and at the end of every sentence? Yeah, but, like... I'm more I'm more of a weapons kind of person. I don't know that I can exactly change these things. Here's another question. Would it be possible, instead of giving him a weapon, giving him a rotten mighty set of armor or shield so he can take a couple of extra hits or deflect them? See, I'm all for up upgrading my greatest rival because then that just pushes me to be stronger. I don't see Ticket this. Ticket 209 looks to you and just goes, I see this as an act. I must destroy, I must defeat Eve Sturgeon in one-on-one combat. Please. Oh, one day you will. I'm all 
seeing you get stronger, honey, push me to be better too. I see this as an absolute win. Greta, what do you need? Let me go see if I can't find you something. For armor? Well, what a, you want? I don't necessarily think a sword's a good idea, because the second that Johan sees that this ticket tag has got another thing of shop on it, Johan's gonna have an episode and start frothing at the mouth and trying to rip the wires out of this thing. Again. And that old man, he's spry for an old chicken. Understand what I mean? What if I gave him... <laughs> what if I gave him a mace? A shield? Like... Hear me out. Hear me out. All that I've got is frying pan right now. Oh my goodness. Could you maybe put that so that he can't be, like, sable from the back? Sure, yeah. That sounds fantastic. What you need for this, honey? What do you need for this, honey? Uh, just some materials. Okay, then hang on. Hey, Kit. Yeah. Can I borrow your children? We don't want to go foraging. We need some materials so we can upgrade the ticket ticket. Greta wants to go a little tinkering. Upgrade with jackalopes? Um, we need, like, metal. Do you think the, the, the children can help you find some, like, rocks or shiny things around here? Not in jackalope tunnels. Oh, not in jackalope tunnels. Jackalopes can't dig through metals. No, do you jackalopes, because they got little paws. Right. Just little, 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 little paws. Okay, there's no, like, tin cans nowhere. Jackalopes can't eat out of cans. They got paws. No, like, there's no trash in the tunnel that we can scrap. Why, why would jackalopes have trash? I'm not talking about jackalopes. I'm but just talking jackalope tunnels. We're underground. You know what, kid? Why don't you go help Ethel with dinner? I'll be right back. You're gonna steal my children. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna touch a child. Child theft. <laughs> you want to talk to me about child theft? <laughs> This child was abandoned by his mother. And the other him. one? His mother is right there. Yeah, but was she gonna come along till I convinced it to? I paid her a lamp. <laughs> so you bought a child. So you didn't steal it. You purchased a child with a damaged Tiffany lamp. Your children, sell them to me. <laughs> um... Yeah. I would like to form a bond with Kit. Uh, I was actually going to say, I feel like this is you breaking a bond with Kit. No, I'm going to form a bond with Kit. Please explain to me how that, that what sounded like a little fight right there is not you breaking a bond. Because Eve is understanding what the limitations of their friendship is, and therefore she has a better understanding of how to respect them. How do you feel about that? Because that felt like... I did get accused of child theft. <laughs> you did get accused of You child. accused me of child theft, and then I just basically explained, wait a minute, hold up, I can't steal what's already been stolen. So it's totally fine if you guys have, like, a broken bond for a little bit. It just means that there's a moment later on down the game where you guys make up and come to terms. Well, see, I feel like it's perfect because my bond with Eve is I cannot help but respect Eve. And this is a good miscommunication. That's fantastic. All right. Respect gets a little hinky. Okay. So um, I'm going to just turn and look at Greta and be like, mate, well... Let's just go look and forge and I guess, because uh, we don't really have a lot of material. You said you need materials for this. Do you need them right now? Not right now. Okay, well, we can get them at the next stop. We'll pick them up. Okay. We're going to a city. Yeah, we can We can pick them up. I'm going to go right. talk to Kit and, and see what I can do about this, because I think I just, uh, you know what, fellas, I'm going to let them sleep on it, because I did just accuse them of stealing children. That's pretty, uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. So I think I think that's a <laughs> good place to good place twice. to end that scene. That was the very good, very traumatic. I enjoyed that from both of you. Yeah. So uh, there's one more stop along the long journey, which is uh, Eve to Johan. So Steve is very distraught because he doesn't understand like how to step out of a management role because there's nothing for him to manage. And unfortunately for him, there's another strong personality in the party. And the two of them are butting heads for dominance. And Steve is now arguing with Karen over who is going to step up and take control 
while the rest, while the, the main four are away. How does Johan mediate this, this, this conversation between Karen and the manager? So, to give you an idea of what's happening, this, this, this idea, as soon as you said that, like, I immediately had the, uh, the conversation kind of pop up into my head. Mm-hmm. It just populated rent-free right in there. Is you, you guys are walking, and Karen and Steve are bickering back and forth, and they have been since uh, going underground. Uh, maybe they're just not used to being underground. Uh, they, they've they've reacquainted themselves to the sunlight, and they don't like being in the darkness anymore after being under the smog for years. And you kind of come up, and Karen is just like, Steve, how could you get us into this trouble again? Look at this. We're back underground. You know, you just can't keep your damn mouth shut. Now, can you? now Karen, that's not fair. We're... I was talking all I, I got I I was running that town as best as I could. Ran it into the damn ground you did. We were we were fine as a mining town until you took that job from Upperton, and then we had the smog, and then you got the entire town, children included, addicted to cigarettes. Well, I mean they were that's how that they said that their their entire economy worked. Like it was it was a cigarette economy. How do you Expect me to deal with that. He had a flying zeppelin. The man commands robots. What do you? I have. I have this hat, and I have a, and I have the gumption to know how to synergize a group of people. <sighs> you and your synergy. What uh, seems to be the problem here? <sighs> Steve here thinks that he should be in charge of all of the former Upperton uh, employees, like Frida and Greta himself, and uh, the conductor and the, and, the, and the security deputy, the ticket deputy. Uh, Steve here thinks that because he used to work for Upperton, that he's in charge of that. And he thinks that just because I'm a lady, that I should be the one who's looking out for the children. Never mind that I can't find my children half the time because they're following that Dorito. <laughs> because they're, I'm sorry. Because they're following that tortilla chip. That tortilla chip in a in a cowboy hat. Now, Karen, right? Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you: Have you ever seen Upperton when he doesn't get what he wants? No. Let me be perfectly frank. The reason that we didn't find you all in shackles or in a grave was because Steve was smart, quick on his feet, and a good talker. He has decent leadership skills. There's a reason that I singled him out. Alistair Upperton does not take no for an answer for anything. And if you had offered the slightest bit of resistance to his cigarettes or his weird talking hats or any of that, uh, he would have found a solution. And he would have dealt with the problem in his very Upperton way. I've seen the worst of Alistair Upperton, and Steve spared your entire town from it. Yes, the smog was bad. Yes, the children were addicted to cigarettes. But you're not dead, and you weren't in shackles. So you got off pretty all right. Alistair was going to get to the object that he was drilling for, whether you like it or not. Steve merely kept you from getting hurt. Um, so I'm going to say, while that argument is really good, that is definitely a talk sense. A talk sense. Okay. Alright, uh, I have rolled a six, um, with my stat, however, I have fooled me once, 
So I can re-roll one of these dice. That is going to turn into a nine. Okay. Nice. On a on a seven plus, they'll do what you ask, but on a nine minus, you would owe them a favor or need to basically like give them something to like appease them. Um, so one of the things that you can do, uh, I'll let you know, is you can use a uh, for talk sense. You can basically use a like basically like you can use a thing precious to like not owe them a favor, mm-hmm. uh, but. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. This might influence your role play. Can I damage Steve's when you're here, your family stat, to have him back me up? And that be the price that I pay for Karen's uh, cooperation? No is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no okay. on that. Because she's specifically against Steve. Right. Like she doesn't want to hear any of his smooth talking right now. Okay. But she's willing to, like, listen to you, because you're not Steve. Oh, Steve, that silver-tongued devil. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I won't... I won't... De- I won't... We'll cut the argument here, but you owe me for this, Johan. Alright. I understand. And she will... Think on what that she wants that favor to be. Okay. All right. She's going to get the rest of your mustache. <laughs> no, never. So. She's just looming <laughs> over you with an electric razor in the morning. It's time to pay up, Yohan. <laughs> As it, you guys exit the jackalope tunnels, uh, you come up in the middle, in the, basically in the town square, or what passes for a town square in New York City. There you can hear the mechanical footsteps of killbots moving throughout, uh, moving far, uh, mo- moving far away. Not sorry. In the distance, the sound of killbots moving rhythmically in the distance. Like it's a very like. It's very much like if like twenty feet or so at once were stomping left and then right and then left and then right in perfect synchron in perfect autonomous synchronization. And above it all, you can see a, you can, you get your first real look at the flying form of General Patent with the, uh, the flaming shield that basically like the, the, the part that's on fire is like a monocle that's like raised high into the air. I hate this so much. <laughs> Orcs! Lay down your arms or be subject to extermination. This is your one and only chance. Bring us your in your ingenuity. Lay it before Upperton Corp, and you may be spared. Okay, what do you want to do? Um, I would like because after that we're gonna cut it. <laughs> I would like to um, use the powered flight of my jetpack. Yeah. Um, jump up into the sky at sort of eye level with General Patent and go. Can't put my arms down. They're attached. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not give us a like, subscribe to the channel on your podcast app of choice, leave a comment, or even a review. It may be a small thing to you, but it helps us in the continued fight against the algorithm. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and hey, if you like the old fashioned email, why not send a question into, you guessed it, A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this campaign is Behind the Sword by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2017 under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I think you and me just had a moment. So let's form a bond so we can both roll with hope.
Okay, that's enough of you all trying to do the Breaking News Network serious face. You have to understand, you've had me do the wait 10 seconds thing three times tonight, and I've been good. I know. So um, sad there's not a mall here that they can walk in. So, um... And I also have to convince them that I'm not trying to fuck their husbands. <laughs> oh, was that a problem we were running into? Yes! Because for some goddamn reason, everyone in this game is a monster fucker, except for Plink. I see you over there, Del Toro. <laughs> monster romancer, excuse me. Oh no, there was, the, there was the one evil guy that was hitting on her. But he like, and? But he left. And it's good to have strong teeths, or you can't fight nobody. I've known Dan for a long time. They can go on like this forever. <laughs> so. I hate I hate cutting people off, but I'm gonna do that right here. So, Belinda. <laughs> I used to work for Belinda. <laughs> she had the tiniest like you have teeny tiny like sinful hands. She had teeny tiny like oh my gosh, uh, what's his name from Kim Possible? The 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 doctor, the green dude yeah. that ran with Shigo. She had hands like him. They were just tiny <laughs> little like mitt claws. Oh, sorry. And drywall <laughs> punching. <laughs> we, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, no. hold on. Wait, wait. Are those actual like things in this game, or, or no? Those are like those are Kyle cliches because the Kyle <sighs> meme. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is what I get for being old. Yeah. What? What is this game and world that we are? <laughs> We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants over here. Sean, sure, this is a serious game. I, I, you yeah. know, I think I think you might be lying to me. This is a serious game, and I really need you to bring your serious face when you <clears> become <throat> the shape-shifting magical armadillo mascot that's going to lead the slime girl, the Dorito with legs and a cow and a sheriff's badge, yeah, and the medieval lancer mercenary. Got it. Right. To save the world. Um, actually, swordsman. Swordsman. Sorry, swordsman. I apologize. It's okay, baby. I got you. This is this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hold my feather. Hold my feather. Baby, I got your feather. This is sorry. Right. We need we need Johan's delicate fingers for this one. <laughs> this is oh, now no. the serious plink for you. So, okay. Sort of like magic fiber optic cable. I like that. I don't like it when fiber optic cable leaks. That's a that's a problem. <laughs> you can't let all the optic out. Yeah. But uh, someone spell Phoenix for me because I always spell it wrong. It's a phoenix. Thank you. F e n i x phoenix. <sighs> I love you so much. That oh is no, F e e n i x. See, F e n i x is not one of my one. favorite luchadors. Uh, yeah. He's an AW. Good job. Hold on. Go, General Patent. I must go argue about NFTs on Twitter. <laughs> See, I was I was half expecting like the like the robot's eyes were gonna flash and it was just gonna go tickets, please. <laughs> Listen, the robot's no, eyes I... were gonna flash and just start asking for bitcoins. <laughs> It only it only takes Lindsay space. Lohan for soda NFTs. <laughs> All right. So I feel like you need a villain, one of the new generals, when that comes around, with a special ability or name related to the blockchain. <laughs> oh. I'll have to legally distinct I... Elon Musk. <laughs> Damn it! I he promised his girlfriend he'd, she'd take her to space, and that's no. why she broke up with him. No! Jeffrey Bezos! <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos! I watched that today while finishing Christmas <laughs> presents. I did finish the hood for Maury. Yay! It only hurt a little bit. Country roads, take us home. Copyright strike. <laughs> to the train. The boots have trained. Kids the sheriff. Build and lean to <laughs> in the train. Our train car home. We could make the ship the train shiny and chrome. 
V8, V8, V8. I have no idea what just happened, but I'm rolling with it. I guess I should mark that off. Don't you ever get me started on Muhammad Ali at this point? I've been watching too much fucking Baki. What? God damn it. This okay. is what happens when I stay over at somebody else's house for one night. I, I binge anime, uh-huh. and then I started watching. There's a Muhammad Ali anime. Well, no, no. There's a there, there's there's an anime called Baki that ha- star that stars Muhammad Ali Jr., one of the greatest martial artists. Because apparently Muhammad Ali, during his great boxing career, was trying to perfect the uh, the the uh, the art of Ali, his own martial arts style. I think you've just sold Sean on anime as a concept. <laughs> Listen here, Tattersail Ham Hands is a gift to this podcast. <laughs> We're really good at I, I love tonight. all the sentences that we come up with. Jackal of Tunnel game. Network is a good band name, too. Right? Right? <sighs> this entire argument is moot because Gertz outranks both of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>